Do you have a ghost howling in your house? Do you have a werewolf stalking you at night? Do you have a vampire in your attic? Is Bigfoot walking beside you in the forest? Do you have cryptids and paranormal events and encounters in your life that you can't explain? Do you need explanations into the unknown? Well, I have a solution for your problems. The Foggy Jack Paranormal Research Foundation. For more information, please visit www.foggyjackparanormal.weebly.com. And remember, the thing stalking you at night may want to kill you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Haunt Lot, sponsored by the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about independent properties or independent characters in your haunted house. Hope you guys stay tuned, and let's roll the tape. The Foggy Jack Live Podcast presents The Haunt Locker. episode of the haunt locker i just wanted to come on and record this while i had a minute today on the haunt locker we wanted to talk about um ips independent properties when it comes to haunted houses and there's two sides to this story there's the side of legality is it legal to have these independent properties in your haunt I've heard both sides. It is and it is not. Um, I've heard that you can have these intellectual properties in your uh, haunted house, which means Pennywise, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, those IPs, independent properties. But then I've also heard you cannot have them in your haunt. I've heard that you can have these characters in your haunt, you just can't use them for advertising, which I don't know why you would anyways. And I've heard, I've heard everything. So here is what I think when it comes to independent properties in a haunted house. Don't use Simple as that. When you, I went on a rant about this um, a few weeks ago, and on the same show, but it's the fact that we, as a haunt industry, we are a creative industry. We create things and we make it so that it's immersive and that it's interactive and that it's fulfilling to people that come through our haunt. So when a a haunt creator comes on and they go, all right, so this room's going to be Michael Myers, this room's going to be Freddy Krueger, this room's going to be Jason Voorhees, this room's going to be Jigsaw, this room's going to be Pinhead, this room's going to be Pennywise. I've seen all those movies, okay? I've seen every single one of those movies. I as a haunt spectator, do not want to walk through a haunted house of movies that I have seen. Because if I wanted to go and watch that movie or see that character, 
I would stay at home, watch that movie for free. I would not go to your haunt, spend the $15, $20, to go through your haunt to see those characters because I can do that for free at home. I also think you'll run into problems using IPs when it comes to your haunt for legality purposes. I would, as a business person, avoid everything possible that I could get sued over. If there is even a fraction of a chance that someone's going to come through my haunt and sue me because I'm using Pinhead or I'm using Pennywise or I'm using Michael Myers, then why risk it? You literally could lose all of your hard work, thousands upon thousands of dollars, because you decided you needed Jason Voorhees, you needed Pennywise, or you needed Michael Myers in your haunted house. Let's just say that I have seen it firsthand, people going, oh, that won't happen to me, I won't get sued, I'll be fine. And then they turn around and they get copyrighted and they get sued. Okay, I have seen it firsthand happen. It wasn't in the haunt industry per se, but I have seen it happen. And so why risk it? Why risk losing everything that you've worked hard for in a haunt and in your business for Pennywise, for Jason Voorhees, or for Michael Myers? It just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you use them if that could happen? Okay, that's one thing that I want to I wanna touch on, is just the legality of it. Even if you don't use them in your advertising, you still can get pinged. You still can get sued. Um, so, I mean, there are, there are big name haunts that use Pennywise, that use Michael Myers, but in the three haunts, the three main haunts that I go to here in Salt Lake, only one of them uses one character. Fear Factory does not use any IP characters. Dead City does not use any IP characters. The only haunt that I have seen that I go to, the three out of the three big haunts that I go to, is Nightmare on 13th. And that's because the, one of the managers does a phenomenal Pennywise. But he doesn't always do Pennywise, okay? He, uh, he'll throw on the Pennywise costume. He does a phenomenal job doing Pennywise, and he'll do it for one night. That, I see, is fine. You can have that character in your haunt for one night, okay? You're still running the risk of using that character, but for one night is fine. But if you dedicate a whole room or a whole section or a whole haunt to that character, to those characters, that's where you're going to run into trouble. Um, and I have seen it time and time again of people using, and it's, it's a lot of the time, it's a lot of home haunts. Home haunts use it a lot. And I think that's also another perspective that you have to look at. Home haunts are a completely different thing than a professional haunt. In a professional haunt, don't ever use IP characters unless you are Universal Studios. Or 
you run the risk of using them for one night. And still, I say don't do it. Um, Universal Studios has millions and millions of dollars to push towards those companies and those IPs to legally use them. And that is a whole different ballgame that I'm not getting into. Home haunts are completely different than a professional haunt. Home haunts don't have to follow the rules a professional haunt does. And the perfect example of that is, I hate even saying the name of this haunt, but McCamey Manor. McCamey Manor can get away with their air quotes haunted house. It's more abuse and torture. Because he is a home haunt. He is a home-based haunt. He doesn't have to follow the laws, the rules, and the regulations a professional haunt does. Now, let's talk let's talk a minute about what that means. A home haunt is you set up a few tents, a few props, and a few scenes in your backyard. That's a home haunt. You don't do it for money. You don't do it for... Uh, that's basically it, is you don't do it for money. You are in your backyard scaring kids who are trick-or-treating. You're, tr- tr- you're not making money off it. You're not, you know, asking for profits and stuff like that. That's a home haunt. That You are in your backyard doing that. That's a home haunt. A professional haunt is when you ask for money. Plain and simple, end of story. Even if you're a home haunt and you're asking for money... You're a professional haunt. You have to follow the rules of a professional haunt. So if you set up on a farm in the woods and you have a few wooden structures, which is next week's episode talking about safety, you now have to follow the laws, the rules, and the regulations of a professional haunt. So your wooden barn structure has to be fire-coated. Your copyrights have to be followed. And here's the thing. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, we as a haunt industry, we as a Halloween industry, we're creative people. We don't go into making a haunted house to say, all right, I'm just going to make a Jason room and a Freddy room, and I'm just going to follow all the big wigs because they, they've they done it. It's tried and true. I'm done. I'm, I'm lazy. I don't want to do it anymore. Here you go. Here's a Michael Myers room. Okay? That's not what the haunt industry is about. That's not what we do. We are a creative industry. So when you set up your haunt and you say, all right, I really like, my, my favorite movie was Halloween. So let's try and do a Halloween theme in this haunt or this section or this room or whatever. Break Halloween open and figure out what makes that movie. But then you have to erase Michael Myers, you have to erase Laurie Strode, you have to erase Haddonfield, you have to erase relay re sorry, erase anything that is gonna get you copyrighted. So now what's Halloween? I personally would jump to the third Halloween movie with all the masks and all that kind of stuff and use that and go off of that not Michael Myers not Laurie Strode not Haddonfield 
I but don't do the shit. Don't do Shamrock and don't you know. But you can do stuff like that. Set up a TV. You know, get a video camera. Make your own commercial for your the Shamrock masks. Do that. Okay, if you make your own, then you're fine. But if you take that commercial, play it on your TV, that's where you're gonna get pinged. Um. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to make a Freddy scene, figure out how to make a, a scary serial killer. You know, in a boiler room, you can do that. Just don't use Freddy. Okay, get creative. If you want a serial killer, get creative and make your own serial killer. If you want a killer clown, get creative, make your own killer clown. If you want a, a crazed, possessed doll, get creative, make your own. That's that's basically the name of this episode, is get creative. Okay, you don't need Freddy, Michael, Jason. You don't need them, and you can't use them if you are asking for money from your haunt. You are a professional haunt. Do not use them. Um, another thing when it comes to IPs, um, this really is, this kind of is a different ballgame also, but music. Music is another one that uh, a lot of people run into problems with when it comes to businesses and even haunts. There are a lot of uh, Halloween haunted house musicians out there. The biggest one is Midnight Syndicate. Let me help you here, okay? If you go, go onto Google, search Midnight Syndicate, pull up their website. I'm pretty sure right on the home page it says use our music. Click on that, send them an email, ask if you can use their music. They'll say, yes, of course. Let me send you a poster. You take that poster, you put it up in your haunt. Then you can use any single song they've released for free, and you won't get copyrighted, you won't get pinged. Now, you have hours upon hours of beautifully made, professionally made, Midnight Syndicate music. And a lot, a lot of haunts use Midnight Syndicate because of what they do. They are set up, they, they do what they do for you. They made it. They make it so you can use their music in your haunt without getting copyrighted. Because if you go and you play Rob Zombie and you play Marilyn Manson and you play Corn, you can get copyrighted. You can get copyrighted. And so, in any way, shape, or form, when I make my haunt, when I make my professional haunt, because I'm going to be asking money for it. I'm going to do everything possible to make it as safe as possible, to make it as compliant as possible, and to make it as copyright safe as possible. So, to wrap up this episode, okay, we are a creative industry. You don't need the big names in the haunts. You don't need Freddy. You don't need Jason. You don't need Michael. You need your imagination to make your haunt. Don't rely on John Carpenter, Wes Craven, the other big names, Stephen King. You don't need their minds. You need your own creative mind to create your haunt. Don't use IP characters unless you 
are Universal Studios or you're in a home haunt not asking for money. That is everything for today. Thank you guys for joining me down in the pumpkin patch here in the haunt locker. And I'm going to lock up the locker and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. When you watch horror movies in summer, do you cry out of angst for the Halloween season? <laughs> Have you ever wondered what happens behind dark, spiderweb-encrusted curtains of a haunted house? Well, boy, oh boy, do I have a solution to all of your aching problems. The Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Where the haunters meet the haunted. Each week on the show, you'll learn behind-the-scenes info of the haunt industry, the talk of the paranormal and cryptid industry. We also talk about horror movies, Halloween, and so much more. So please join us each week for this creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky Foggy Jack Live podcast. And we'll catch you down in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. The Foggy Jack Live podcast is found anywhere podcasts are sold, distributed, or streamed. Please follow us on all our social media accounts at FoggyJack13. Please note this podcast is not responsible for explosive diarrhea, vomiting, erectile dysfunction, heartworms, or major migraines as a result of listening to the show.